You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. And uh, we are accepting bids on gifts of me doing the show this evening. We're calling them live action shots. Uh, so like me saying, this is Sports Rage. Me pointing, um, you know, all saved in time, blockchain style, and uh, put on the available market. Uh, I'll tell you what, this Top Shot uh, stuff, over the top. <laughs> top Shot is over the top. A LeBron James highlight sold two days ago, uh, three days ago on Monday for $208,000. $208,000. So it's one of these deals, and I tweeted about this earlier today, and I said, Top Shot, I really don't know, really understand this. But then what did I tweet right after that? You can follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. I tweeted right after that that I don't understand Adam Levine and Maroon 5's popularity either, but they're still millionaires. Just because I don't get it doesn't mean that other people aren't getting it. And for the record, this Top Shot stuff's brought in $110 million in the past week. It was $187 million for the month, except it's really just starting to take off in the last 48 hours or so. It's one of these, listen, man, there's a lot of uh, hit or misses in this stuff. In the modern world, this is like stocks and like we're in a crazy world right now. You know, with the, you know, the, the, the game trade, the gaming trading and the, uh, the Robin Hood crap and everything else in between, you know, GameStop and blah, blah, and Bitcoin, uh, Cardano coin, <laughs> as Gene Simmons involved in Cardano coin. There's a Cardano coin. Hopefully Mike uh, Cardano of Sports Grid's getting a cut uh, from this, but people want in, man. People want in. It's the modern economy. Nobody trusts the fat cat bootlickers on Wall Street. Those people have stolen from everybody long enough. All right? They've dipped their hands into people's pockets for long enough. They've drank champagne eating caviar while you're at home cooking spam. And those days are over. People are creating their own economies uh, right now. And whether you understand it or not, a LeBron James gift just went for $208,000. There's a Zion block shot that's on sale for 250 right now. That's, that's 250,000, that is. I want in. <laughs> the late night anger management class. This is sports rage. Bring it. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, 
and Judy Woodruff come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Then get on the grid, sportsgrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break up the hickory switch. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. Of course, everybody tuning in on Sirius XM uh, channel 204. Um, we've got a ton of people uh, tuning in right now asking, what is Top Shot? What is Top Shot? And I knew what Top Golf was. That cool golf place with neon lights and stuff. Like, it's, there's one in Vegas, and you go golfing, and it's like a sports bar. I knew about that. I didn't know. Listen, Top Shot, I didn't know. And I saw Top Shot trending on Twitter repeatedly uh, this week. And I saw people that I know, including Jeff Feinberg, like panicking and like like stating, oh, man, I'm number 5,000 in line right now. And I was thinking, am I missing out on some sort of gambling contest? Is there some big, like, you know, $100 million Top Shot NBA thing I'm missing out on? I don't know about. So... I finally click into it, and by chance, I see Arda Okal, um, great broadcaster, uh, doing a video about it, explaining it today. So I watched it, and being the old-school dumbass that I am, I'm sort of like, ah, I don't I understand this. I get it, but I don't get it. And then I took, I took some time. It's like, Krusty. Hey, Krusty, I thought you said those guys were creeps. Yeah, that's before I got to know them. And I'll tell you what, the Canyon Arrow... And I'll tell you what, Top Shot, <laughs> I want in right now. Just for the record, according to Crypto Tractor, Crypto Slam, Top Shot has done $187.3 million in sales over the past month, an extraordinary rise of a 1,197% uh, over the previous 30 days. Over the last uh, 24 hours, the platform has added 27,000 new users and processed 80,000 uh, transactions. Uh, the business world is going crazy uh, about this right now. The UFC has just announced a partnership with Dapper Labs, announced a licensing partnership with the UFC to develop blockchain collectibles for the UFC. Uh, digging down a little bit deeper, Bayern Munich has just cut their own deal because they're Bayern Munich. So, so basically think about this, guys. There's no more like trading cards. You want a Bayern Munich, like, you know, you want Bayern Munich stuff? You're going to get it in like a digital form, and Bayern Munich is in business now. If you if you think this is crazy, it's just a fad. Well, for the record, Bayern Munich, FC Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain, uh, West Ham have all just signed their own deals. Uh, the UFC uh, has just signed uh, in right now. All other major sports uh, to come. And um, you know, the money's pouring in right now from uh, from the hedge funds, from Wall Street, from Warner Music Group. Everybody wants in uh, right now on this blockchain technology, including Cam Stewart. 
I think Cam's got about 25K invested in this stuff. Do we have Cam I'll yet, Matias? Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, What's I'm here. Up? Yeah, yeah, What's I'm up, here, Cam? and I'll tell you. I, this to- I told You're you, like I thought Top Shot assassin. was like... I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, right that's here. right. I, I, I'm, cre- I'm creeping on you, Gabe. I'm creeping on you. I'll tell you something about Top Shot. I, I got no clue. Like, you know what I mean? I like trading cards, <laughs> and I get the electronic stuff, and, ooh, you know, we're going to do this. That's the thing, Marenzi. Like, I get it. Like, cryptocurrencies, hey, we wish we got a... Imagine back in the day, they said, hey, Gabe, we can pay you in Bitcoin instead of cash. You'd be like, oh, yeah, screw you. But you know what? We'd yes, be all Ken, rich yes. now living, in, living on a golf course. But I still don't get it. Like, I don't know. Like... So it's a video platform to create cards and we're doing this and we're trading that and how much can I get involved? Is it, is it a stock? I got no idea, man. I got okay, enough so problems listen, as it is right now. You know? Let me just, for people, let me just throw it out here. So what is NBA Top Shot? NBA Top Shot is an online only collection of NBA highlights which can be obtained by buying packs or purchased on a secondary market via auction. Think of it like buying sports cards. Um, and this is uh, explained by uh, SB Nation. Uh, think of it like buying sports cards, but in video form. You might crack a pack and get a highlight of a Steph Curry three-pointer, which is only produced 99 times. When those 99 clips are gone, nobody else in the world has that same highlight. You have that uh, highlight and you own that highlight. And you can okay. sell it as you see fit. All right, the clips are created through blockchain, the same technology that powers Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies. Um, So we we dig down a little bit uh, deeper here. So imagine, Cam, like buying packs. So that's what you're doing. So there's three different tiers in which you can get involved with. $9, Cam, $9. For nine bucks, you get nine gifts. You get nine random NBA highlights, all right? But the thing is, they've been produced. There's no minimum. There's like, there could be millions of them out there, right? Mm. You can invest in rare, $22, seven common moments, one rare moment, which has a maximum production of 999. For $230, it's called legendary, legendary, $230. You get six, six common moments, three rare moments, one legendary moment. A legendary moment has a production of 99 clips only. All right? Yep. So just to put Actually it in I understand exactly Dan, what's happening here. I know what's going on so, here. I'm not, stu- so I'm not stupid. It's, somebody yes. just sold a LeBron James dunk that they got for $230 for $208,000. There's only 99 of them in the world. So whether you think it's stupid or not, somebody got a Zion block from last week. It's 250K on the market. No one's bought it yet. LeBron just broke the record at 208,000 for a sale. They're asking 250 for Zion. It might be a little high, but hey, buddy's trying to reach for the stars here on this. But Cam, imagine too with sports cards in the future, bro, there'll be no more paper, Cam. Like, it'll be politically yeah. correct to cut a tree down. There'll be no more trees. There'll be no paper money. Magazines won't exist. Everything will be visual and digital, Cam. You know, it's actually well, the exi- future. Once you start to grasp it, it starts to make no, sense. I, 
No, I do understand it. And if you want to put it in simple terms, it's like kind of like basically they're even telling you commons like Sergio Mameso, his car's worth seven cents. Gretzky's worth a couple hundred. Lemieux, Patrick Waugh, whatever. Like, so basically take all the cards that you have, the stars, the highlights in comparison to commons. So you buy a pack, you're going to get this and this and this, but some of the packs have a star. And if you get the right one, it is worth tons and tons and tons of money, Gabe, like that rare rookie card that they don't produce too many. Am I right or am I uh, out of bounds? Oh, you're here? exactly right. It's basically, look, it's the same thing that people would ask when cable TV was invented. And I know this for a fact, this was said, when cable TV was invented, they got laughed at. They People like they, the networks and everyone said, so you're telling me you want to put a box on top of people's TV and charge them money to watch something that they already get for free. How did cable TV work out? I don't know, like $18 trillion dollars later, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Think about Bitcoin oh, in the I beginning. Why would I buy some digital coin like that I can't, what am I going to do with that? Well, Bitcoin's worth you know, 50K now, right? It was 200 bucks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I, I get it. It's, it's, it's tough to grasp for us, some of us older, but just, just for the record, top, uh, top shot site generated 132 million sales in the past seven days. Uh, they've done 187 million in 30 days over the past 24 hours, 27,000 new users, 80,000 transactions on Monday, a single LeBron highlight sold for $208,000. Um, Terrence Ross is all in on this thing. Kevin Durant has just invested uh, money. Mark Cuban is in. Uh, Time Warner. Uh, every, everybody's in on this. Uh, but imagine, guys. They're going to start selling classic moments. How much do you think Michael Jordan's slug is going to be? There'll only be 99 of them. How much do you think Kawhi Leonard's shot that beat Philadelphia is going to be worth? Bring it. Coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Look, we're not saying all the others. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Talk Networks are backwards, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Yeehaw episode. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Got the Raging Redhead Cat Store. 
kicking it uh, with us. A lot of people, uh, I see a lot of people in our chat still don't really understand it. Why would I do this? Why would I do that? You don't have to do anything. They're, they just pulled in $187 million without you doing anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't need, they don't need to do anything. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're doing all right uh, on, on its own. And the growth is just massive. Wait till the NFL. Wait till the NFL rights get sold for this stuff. Classic moments with Tom Brady. And just for the record, guys, too, it's not like there's a million Zion highlights. That's the whole thing. You randomly get it, right? It's not like they're selling a million Zion clips, right? So there'll be 99 highlights of that uh, of that block. All right, we got the Raging Redhead Cam stored here. So let's get Cam's top shots from... Uh, all right. The other world of golf. Do we have a Bano too? No. Yeah. What's but up, first, Bano? Yeah. But first, I get in. But first, I get into the golf. Let's remember one thing. It's guys. It's like, don't think of things in like a very difficult range. Think about sports cards and think about what happened with sports cards. Which ones are worth the most money? The ones that were printed less. So basically, sports cards got out of control, Gabe. As you know. When people got involved and they started reprinting and reprinting and re reprinting. When you have a like a low base where you just had a couple rookie cards, those are the ones that are worth the fortune. So I don't know who's in the highlight room or what the hell these guys are doing, but if they decide to go, we're only gonna have five highlights instead of fifty thousand highlights, you know that highlight's gonna be worth more money, right? It's not rocket science here, buddy. Me and you like we, we get school street smarts. It's not hard. If it, if there's not a lot of it out there, it's gonna be worth more money. Correct? Yeah, Correct. And, and the NBA gets a cut every time it's traded. Of course so they do. They make money for eternity off of it. Right? It's pretty ingenious, actually, uh, on their end as well. Because I was wondering, so what, you guys are going to sell your highlights to people? You know what I mean? It was kind of, and, and like, really, because you own the highlight. You can sell it. Like, you can do whatever the hell you want with it after. And there's only 99 of them, etc. So it's, a, it's an interesting concept. We'll get into it. Arda Orkow is going to join us a little bit later on. Let's bring in Babano right now. What's going on, Babano? Hey, guys. Uh, what's up? How are you? <laughs> <Going> good. <laughs> I know. I knew Cam would crack up when he heard the little short, brief intro there. Yeah, it was, uh, that was different, Babano. But how are you doing, buddy? Good. That yeah, was a good night uh, in all three sports, so I can't complain. Right, here it is right here. I see uh, I've got on online here, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, all in on NBA Top Shot. I'm telling you, everybody's all yeah. in on this thing. Uh, everybody, like I said, by the end of the week, this thing's going to have like a billion dollars in sales. Like it's, there's a waiting so, list. So Gabe, how do I make of, my money? How do we make our our money? The old fashioned way? You don't betting think on sports? <laughs> yeah. I thought, dude, I thought right away. Like, you know a lost art. I said, you know what? I'll just I'll invest two hundred and thirty bucks. I'll go. You know what? Maybe I'll get lucky and get. You know what I mean? I'll get Kevin Durant, or I'll get something great, and I'll be able. I just made a hundred thousand dollars overnight. The thing is, it's not that easy, guys. They have drops. It's not like they're all for sale every day. All right. The NBA drops these things periodically. All right. And then there's a waiting. You got to like basically get in on like you got to be first to get in. And like the other night for like the elite stuff, the what's it called, the legendary pack, where you're hoping to strike gold, there was over 55,000 people in the queue trying to purchase 3,500 packs. 
Oh, boy. Like, there was, yeah. So it's not like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just blindly buy it. It's like, no, you can't even get in. Like, it's that crazy right now. And like I said, guys, wait till they start adding classic moments of Michael Jordan and Kobe. What the hell do you think, Kobe? Guys, well, you know, all i got to explain. Why does a pair of Kobe go for $6,000 running shoes? Be like, why the hell would anyone pay for a pair of Nikes? Well, they do. <laughs> like, it just is. It is what it is. Like I said, I can't explain Maroon 5's popularity, but they're popular. Okay? Um, so, let's get to Cavs' uh, golf picks. What do you got for us, Cammy? Yeah. Well, I'm going to make my money the old-fashioned way. Betting on golf. I'm going to tell you, Gabe, I don't even know what the hell's going on with this stuff. And you could put me in the queue, and I'll tell you. I got, I got some answers here. Bradenton, Florida. WGC. Concession Golf Club. We're not conceding anything this week. 73 players, 48 of the top 50. Long course. Long course. 7,564 yards. Part 72. What are we going to do? Designed by Jack Nicholas. This is the thing. Florida golf is different than California golf. You got guys, you know, a little bit of wind, water. Water is the key. It's on 12 of 18 holes, three par fives, over 600 yards, Gabe. This is a tough, tough tournament. But I will tell you something about Florida golf, guys. You can take your pick with certain guys that you like, you don't like, take my picks, whatever. Euros do really well on this course because they like to play in the wind and they don't mind water. So that's why I really like Ty Hatton this week. He's 18 to one. I really thought FanDuel would like kind of, you know, not drop the ball. Like he should be around 25, but they're not stupid. They understand how good this guy's been this year. So 18 to one for Ty Hatton. Gabe, Justin Thomas, we talked about the Tiger Woods connection. Very good friends with him. And uh, he didn't play well last week. I told you about the death of the grandfather and there's a lot of things going on, but this is the perfect type of course for him. Nice and long. And I told uh, I told you on the show, Sun Giant, He's a guy that never takes a day off. I tell Morenzi, I go, maybe you should go on vacation. Nah, don't worry about it. I like, I like doing what I do. But Sunjai M, even his handlers are like, hey, 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 buddy. Like, are you gonna like relax and just take some time off? 33 to one. This guy is well rested. His iron play is spectacular. I love him at 33 to one. You're looking for a couple bombs. I told you about Andy Sullivan. His head is huge. It's the size of a globe. Also a great player at 120 to 1. And two other guys that I like, but I'm not going to bet live right now. Horschel likes the wind. He's a former Florida Gator. And Fitzpatrick, Matthew Fitzpatrick played well last week. But guys I'm looking at right now, Thomas 18, Hatton 18, M33, Sullivan 120. And we'll deal with the rest later. You know, Cam, I got two guys to catch my eye. Uh, two guys, and it's funny, I brought this up, actually. So when Tiger Woods, it feels like it was two years ago already, but it was yesterday. So uh, Tiger Woods, after the accident, CNN had wall-to-wall coverage going on, and uh, Wolf Blitzer was uh, in a situation room handling his business, and uh, he was going from uh, golf guest to golf guest camp, right? Old Wolf Blitzer, and the best is, he goes, now let's go to a clip of golfer John Ram. <laughs> John Ram. <laughs> John Ram. He goes, John Ram. Love it. And one of the guys after said, oh, it's John Ram. Uh, I didn't, I'm not ripping Wolf. How the hell is he supposed to know? I got figuring it's CNN. Someone should have told him, hey, it's Ram, not Ram. Uh, just, just for the record. But that's my guy, Cam. I think John Ram's right in the mix right now. He's playing great golf. Um, you know, I saw him talking about Tiger, and he's not as rattled as everybody. He was like, you know, he's wished him the best. But I think Rom comes in here, 
you know, playing great and in good form. And I got to tell you what, Cam, Scotty Scheffler coming in at 37 to 1 is definitely going to be somebody that's going to be in my top 20s and uh, maybe a top 10 for Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, you know how I feel about Scotty Scheffler. He's my guy. He might not win this tournament, Marenzi, but I'm going to tell you something, too. This guy will show up. Florida golf is a little bit different, so you got to take guys that, uh, you know, can you play a low ball flight? Can you play in the wind? Type, type of guys like Euros really like this course. Like I'm looking on PGA, everybody loves Dustin Johnson this week. Why wouldn't you? He's the favorite at plus 650, but I'm with you. I think John Rahm has that killer instinct. Jo- Dustin Johnson's been doing so damn good. Sure, he can win this tournament, but you look at the odds, plus 650, meh, you know, we could do a little bit better, but I feel really good. I like your Rahm pick. I think out of the chalk, he's one of the guys, but I love Justin Thomas. I love Tyrell Hatton, and Sunjay M, I think, is the perfect time to jump on this guy. Everybody's off the train. I'm getting on the train, Gabe. I don't know who Babano's golf guy likes. Usually some uh, interesting guys, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah, there's always some uh, interesting uh, uh, picks here. He likes Patrick Reed. Uh, this week, defending champion, it's good, good fits pick. the course very well. Thirty to one, Cameron Smith, fifty-five to one, finished fourth last week, played pretty well. Uh, apparently, has a good fit, but putting very well as well at the moment. Justin Rose is on his card, sixty-six to one uh, for him in this uh, in, in this tournament. Matt Wolf at ninety to one. Uh, going for a little bit of a bigger odds shot there, and a couple of really big bombs. Lee Westwood and Eric Van Ruyen. The uh, South African, who finished third last year uh, at this event, or at this course, I should say. I think it's a different name, but same course. But uh, Eric no, Van no, Ruyen. No, no. I just want to correct that, Babano. I know you're uh, usually you're on top of things, but let's remember something. Due to COVID, this tournament is not being played in Mexico, right? So they used to play this tournament in Mexico. It's in Florida now. So a lot of guys don't have, uh, you know, um, a lot of rounds on this course, Gabe. But I will say one thing. Bryson DeChambeau, as a, as a kid in school, he won here. But it's, uh, it's called um, Concession Golf Club in Bradenton, Florida. <laughs> yeah. It's playing really long. 7,500 yards plus, par 72. So, you know what, Babano, no, no, you bring up good points. They used to play this thing in Mexico, but because of COVID, now it's in Florida, right. and uh, uh, now yeah, they're going yeah. here. So, Patrick Reed and all these other guys that you see past history, they've won on another course. So, be very careful when you're doing your research. Not a lot of guys have a track record here. So, we've got... Um we got details coming in as far as Tiger Woods is concerned right now. Pretty interesting. So Tiger Woods was uh, leaving a hotel on his way to the country club. Man who saw leave Tiger leave the resort said he looked very agitated, took off very fast, and nearly hit another car in the parking lot on the way out. Mm-mm. Road rage. Tiger Woods, oh, no. Tiger Woods was on his way to meet, of all people, Drew Brees and Justin Herbert. The late night anger management class continues. True story. Bring it. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. A technology grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. think of us as just sports talk think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use you listen you learn get the winning edge this is the sports grid radio network go down to the track put it all on a bus why don't you put it in the bank bank this is found money i want to parlay it i want to make a big score oh you mean you want to lose it <laughs> Terry Rozier of the Charlotte Hornets just tweeted out. It was actually a tweet from yesterday. Hey, NBA Top Shot, you know you need my game winner released ASAP. (laughs) I'll be back soon. (laughs) So NBA players are all over this. But think about it, Cam. And we had Ian Cameron of Babano with us. You telling me like hockey freaks, they wouldn't pay for a Connor McDavid breakaway goal, some of his sick moves and stuff, and there's only 99 of them after? As if they won't. Wait till the NFL. Now Jeff you... Feinberg is going to spend millions of dollars on Chargers gifts. He's going to like spend all of his money. Once there's Justin Herbert stuff. Uh, just for the record, too, I wasn't kidding, guys. You can't make this up, Ken. Tiger Woods was on his way to go meet Drew Brees and Justin Herbert. Yep. He, he was running late. Witness say that um, the valet was slow with his car at the hotel leaving. Witness said that Tiger was very agitated. This whole thing, oh, Tiger's a great guy. He's not. He's a jerk. Let's just call it off for what it is. No, All right? No. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's so nice. Why, why must we lie? So, you know, even right before the crash, he was a jerk to the valet guy. Right? So, like, the witness said, yeah, Tiger was very agitated with the valet guy. The car was late getting out front. Tiger said, oh, I'm late. Great. And then he nearly hit someone on the way out of the parking lot. He's lucky, bro. The cops are so nice. He was clearly recklessly driving. Let's just be real. And get this. Oh, yeah. A, dra- no. a drug expert was not called. Me? And no form of alcohol or drug test was carried out. Because the policeman wow. on the scene said Tiger was lucid. Tiger, whoa. <laughs> what a... What a it's a good point, Marenzi. We, we call that a mulligan, bro. I'm not saying he was. Yeah. I'm just saying he didn't even get tested. <laughs> No, it's a good point. And here's here's the deal, right? Like, the thing is, everyone wanted to say, oh, you know, this and that. Well, you know, I get it. Seven o'clock in the morning, you're rushing to do your thing. He also did two two days of shooting. Uh, he did some stuff with David Spade, as you saw. And, uh, Gabe, we talked about it on the show with Dwayne Wade and all the other stuff. But let's, let's call it out for what it is, right? Like, it doesn't matter. Me and you say we do all that stuff say we go with babano we meet people we do whatever right the guy ran over a median he was speeding and you know and the car's 30 yards down in a gully so the bottom line is this he's very lucky um i will say i don't think that the golf future looks very very good you know you talk about ankles and legs he's already got five back surgeries the one thing i will say is when everything is said and done We've talked about this. The only other tournament, you know, say everything goes perfect, it's the Masters. It's a short course, something he can get around with, but he'll never win another major 
in the long course. And actually, I will say one other thing. St. Andrews, like a, like a British Open type of thing where you can get it around, but no U.S. Open. No PGA Championship. This is, these are best-case scenario. And, and Gabe, we talked about this. This guy's not playing on the senior tour. He's not kicking it with uh, Scott McCarron and Retief Goosen and the rest of these guys. Like, it's just go, it's majors and retirement for Tiger. So we, Guaranteed. We know about, yeah, we heard we what Tiger said to Jim legs. Nance on Sunday about his back. It's the only one I have. You know, so that doesn't sound like an optimistic guy right there. <laughs> we know about the broken legs. But uh, he also has a, um, surgeons say, splintered his right shin and calf bones. They've inserted a metal rod, pins, and screws. Pins. Like, yeah, yeah. It's this guy, like, uh, you know, he's, he's, got, uh, he's got issues moving forward here. At least he'll be able to walk again. He'll be fine. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll be Exactly. Fine. That, was the big, that was the big concern I had when it first happened. Could he walk again? Could he be able to live somewhat of a normal well, life and move around dead. properly? When I saw the crash, it was like, oh, what, is he dead? They're like, oh, Jaws of Life and everything. But the media likes to overhype everything. They're talking about Jaws of Life. They show the crash. They do. And then you find out after he was so he was conscious the whole time. He was in shock. He didn't even know he was that injured. Like, so, you know what I mean? He was lucid. He didn't have no brain trauma or anything. I got to tell you that, uh, that the automobile, that Genesis International, whatever car it was, pretty solid. Strong. Oh, wow, there's I even agree. video of him now. Oh, you got video of everything. Oh, here's, like, still shots of him cruising along. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, th- I'll tell you this, Marenzi, from a guy that's, uh, you know, been in a near-death accident. And I'll tell you, I wasn't driving a Genesis SUV. I was driving a Suzuki Swift. It's basically a, a sewing machine with wheels. And I was driving down the street, you know, then he popped the tire, saw like life before my eyes, like whatever. I'll never forget, I'm lying in a ditch with like blood and you know, I got a little, some glass in my head and the cop's like, man, you should be hanging from a tree. I'm like, hey, I'm alive, this is great. You know what I mean? So this is from like a, a sewing machine type of car. I gotta tell you, when you look at Tiger Woods's car, that thing, that tells you how crazy his thing was because that's an SUV. That was put into that type of condition, man. Like, he must have been flying. The raging redhead Cam Stewart. All right, so, um, uh, Babano, uh, people were getting into it earlier on uh, Twitter about this. Can, Montreal Canadian fans are insane, and um, they, you know, yeah. they wanted Claude Julia's head on a platter, so they get it. And uh, we'll see if, if things change uh, right now yet. Yeah. This is the second time this poor son of a bitch has been fired with a winning record. He got fired before with a winning record <laughs> in Montreal. I think they were like 22 and 16 or something. And for whatever reason, Bob Ganey mm-hmm. fired him over the phone at like 7 in the morning. And now they're 9-5 and 4. They've lost four freaking games and shoot out in overtimes. So they, they weren't so useless there. They, you know, this, this, none of this would happen. But nevertheless... I'll throw it to you first, Babano. What do you how, do you agree or disagree with the firing of Claude Julia? I think it's knee jerk. I think it's too soon. I think it was just panic move by a franchise that the moment things start to head south, uh, you know, big time moves are made like this. It's the Montreal Canadiens pressure. You hear it from everywhere when you're struggling, and it's almost like panic is made. I didn't agree with the timing of it. What I don't like at all here in this situation is that Claude Julian in the offseason says we need to upgrade the roster. He said it in his 
the end of the year press conference. We got to get better in a lot of areas. I did the best we could with the roster we had. If Mark Bergevin had an issue with that, you don't go out and do what Julian wanted. Upgrade the roster and then don't give him the chance to see it out this season for more than just over a month. You don't do that. You know, you, you, you say goodbye to Claude at the end of last season. You know, you've made those yeah. changes. You didn't let Claude Julian see it through. And to me, it was just a knee jerk. And by the way, my good friend Jimmy Murphy on the Ice Guys, he said this right. Carey Price's save percentage is going down, yeah. but his get coaches fired percentage is going up. Yeah. And let, like, and is, let, is Claude <laughs> Julian put the pads on? Is Claude Julian capable of uh, putting the goalie pads on and making a save? Like hey, a Marenzi. terrible goal that Carey Price gave up against Ottawa the other night? That goal can't go in? I'm going to tell you get, this. Can, is he going to make Jonathan Drouin do, do something other than float out there on the ice and be totally invisible? Can't find the guy with a telescope on the ice throughout his entire career with the Habs? It's more than just Claude Julian, believe me. Yeah, go ahead, hey, Cam. Yeah, sorry, Mar- I, I don't mean to interrupt a battle, but I, I have even more. Um, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm angry right now, Marenzi. This is not just a man with uh, Kirk Muller. You brought up a great point, game. Only winners in the organization. The guy's a cancer survivor. This is a, this is what you do to this guy after you lose two games to the Ottawa Senators. You throw him under the bus. Other than one defenseman who plays well, Carey Price has been horrible this year. The defensemen have been brutal. You're going to fire this guy after two games against the Ottawa Senators. Knee-jerk reaction, as Bobano said. I think it's disgusting. This this guy actually stuck around. He's got health issues and stuff. He hasn't even talked about that stuff. And you know what, Bergevin, you clown? You're going to reap what you sow, man. This was a big, stupid mistake. And you got rid of Kirk Muller, too, one of my favorite players that ever played the game for the Montreal Canadiens, New Jersey Devils. Just nothing but class all the way around, Morency. I think the move stinks, and I think they suck for what they did, and it's BS. It's BS. These guys did nothing wrong. It's on to the players. The defense and goaltending has been horrible. None of these guys should have lost their job. Screw them. Yeah, it was clearly a panic situation by Bergevin. Um, and how many damn coaches is he going to go through with Bano as well? Talking exactly. about, you know, Carey Price, like Bergevin. How many times are you going to rehire and fire guys? Like, uh, like who's next up? Michel Therrien coming back now? You know, <laughs> how about Jacques Demers? Uh, you know what I mean? How about we're going to bring Jacques? How about Mario Tremblay? Like, it's just it's but, a carousel indeed. of the same crap. It's a carousel of the same crap. And uh, let me say, too. The Ottawa Senators beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. They didn't fire the coach after. You know what I mean? And I get it. The Canadians are struggling right now, but it's on the players exactly. to dig down deep. It's not the coaches. You can shake things up. But as you stated, Babano, it's a 56-game season, too. If you didn't like Julian, I like what they said. Well, we already knew before the Ottawa loss yesterday. If you already knew that, then why did you do it before the damn game then? So I used him again for the damn game? Perseverant, he puts knives in people's backs, bro. It's what he does. And whatever, man. You know, they're just spinning their wheels right now. I don't see how this is going to make anything better. Uh, but uh, I guess guess time will tell, right? But it's amazing, guys, that Claude Julien, he has to be the only coach in the history of sports to be fired three times and have a winning record each time. He got exactly. fired by the Canadians with a winning record midseason. He got fired by the Devils with three games left to go in the season. They were 47-24. Mm-hmm. and 24. He got fired with three games left. Now he gets fired with a 9-5-4 and five and four record, Ken. Like, are you Sick kidding thing. me? Know what it is, Marenzi? And you know, and Babano, you know these ho- the hockey people. It's like part of the club, part of the club, right? And the thing is, 
he's a respected guy, but it's just like, you know, Gabe, he's just not one of those guys, right? Like Claude Julien's just like a regular dude. He goes about his business and stuff like that. Like that's the issue that I've always had with hockey culture. It's like, are you part of the clique? Are you part of the gang? And the thing is, the guy's done a great job. And, and to get rid of Kirk Muller too, like this guy's one of the best. Like I can't believe the Montreal Canadiens actually think they're going to be better with the next guys that they got up than these guys, you know? Big mistake, man. You're going to reap what you sow. That was some league guy. What a, what it's a funny. We were talking. We were talking, guys. Yeah, we were talking on the Ice Guys, Jimmy and I, today about, and I mentioned it, about Bergevin. You know, they always say the cat with nine lives. He's the GM with uh, the opportunity to fire nine coaches with the same team. You know, that's where we're trending right now with this guy. We'll see if it works with Ducharme. I know he had success with the Mooseheads. They're talking about how... You know, he had to come together quickly, coach Canada to the World Juniors on a short time frame. You know what, Babano, though? Do I don't Montreal, care. It's totally blah, different. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, totally here's, different here's, here. yeah, here's the thing. Maybe this guy's in the future or whatever, but this is the thing. When you fire somebody, you need, like, just cause. Claude Julien did nothing wrong. This team was on fire at the start of the year. They got cold goaltending, and you're going to get rid of him and Colt and Kirk Muller because you're on a bad streak and you lost a couple games to the Senators? Marenzi, it's BS. I, 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 I'm sick and tired of this organization. Oh, right, and let me ask you, too. So, okay, fine. You want to make a coaching change. So is Dominic Ducharme, and nothing against Dominic Ducharme, but is Dominic Ducharme the best available candidate in the world right now to coach a prestigious team like this. Are you saying, you know what, if we got one freaking hire, we got to get this right, we're hiring Dominic Ducharme. Or did you hire him because his name is Dominic Ducharme Nick and Ducharme. not Danny Jones? Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. right? It's the same crap. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? He's the best available French guy. It's like the Boston Celtics drafts in the old days. Who are you taking? Best available white guy. Right? Like, exactly. it's the same crap. Best available French guy. Well, who's the best available? Well, we got a French guy on our staff, so let's let's hire him. Nothing against Dominic Ducharme, but like really? And I don't care either. But bro, both Team Canada. I could like I could smoke an eight ball of crack, drink a bottle of Jagermeister, and coach Team Canada's junior team. Exactly. And do a better job than those clowns. I'll actually win a gold medal. I like those losers. The resolution continues. this 24 hours a day working hard to bring you the news you can use get on the grid we are the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and you might be right it's simple but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Late Night Anger Management Class. Three-minute warning, level one has flown by here this evening. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, full of rage uh, tonight. Toronto Maple Leafs, 2-1 winners this evening against the Flames. And speaking of psycho hockey fans, that three dimes dude, sending his tweets tonight, Cam, about firing the... Uh, about, I don't know, trading Tavares and firing the Leafs coach because they were struggling against Calgary tonight. Like, hockey uh, fans are legit clinically insane. They're worse than soccer fans. They're worse than, like, worse. the hooligans. You're right. No, it's, uh, you're watching They're this game. Worst. It's like, hey. And, the and, worst. No, and we talk about this, like, big save Dave. Like, the guy played great. Like, Calgary was going to win that game. Like they, and, and then all of a sudden, Nylander scored one with the goaltender pulled. He end-to-end rush in overtime. Leafs get it done. You're right, Marantzi. These hockey fans are a bunch of... Like, these guys are yep. psychopaths. But anyway, uh, Babano, good picks tonight, by the way. I know you went a little bit against the grain tonight with some of that stuff. I'll give, give you credit for it. So, here's the, the goal. Suck. Uh, I like Were you on the wild, Babano? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught... Cost me a huge parlay. Uh, Babano didn't fall into that trap. Justin Thomas, 18. Tyrell Hatton, 18. Sunjay M, 33. Scheffler, 40. You like Billy Horschel? He's a Florida Gator. And Andy Sullivan, his head's bigger than mine at 120 to 1. You like Puerto Rico? I like Tom Lewis at 22 to 1. And Ollie Snyder Jans, best haircut in the business, 34 to 1, Marenzi. Let's party. All right, speaking of haircuts, great haircut uh, by Cam, uh, Cam's girlfriend. Did a great job. What about you, Babano? You handling Thank your you. own hair? You cutting your own hair, Babano? Uh, no, I'm letting it grow until I can finally get back to the uh, hairdresser, which will be in a couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll manage until, until then with longer hair. Yeah, to Cam's point about David Riddick, out of nowhere, he, he was big Civ Dave last year. He got back to big Save Dave. He was good the last couple games. The red light Riddick. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of the Canadians, that's an old one, Sam. Remember Andre Rassico? Poor guy. That was red light Rassico. No, he was Rassico. Yeah, he was horrible. See you tomorrow, Cam. Old Bano next. Later, buddy. Let it be done. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.